Hello, Internet. Welcome to another episode of Cocktails and Curveballs. Another full crew here today. And before we jump into it, as always, we'd like to thank our men and women in uniform, past, present. Um, you guys make the world go around. Thank you to all the first responders. Um, again, messy job that nobody really, nobody ever worries about how much they need it until they need it. So um, with all that being said, uh, let's get right into it. Does uh, Jim, Lee, Pat, anybody, anybody got something they want to start with? Hit us yeah, out, Patrick. I'd kind of like to, uh, something that we were talking pre-show, um, you know, just recently, I don't know if anybody else seen this, but uh, Kevin Durant, um, first let me say that I've always liked the liked the guy, I've always thought, I, I think he's going to be a first bout Hall of Famer. Um, one of the great scorers to ever be in the NBA and just an all around good player, man. And, and, and class act. I've always liked the guy, but Kevin Durant, and you can go down the list of, of all these other guys that come out and say that they, they should be in the conversation for the goat. And it's just, it's comical as fuck to me, man, because uh, I don't know what these guys think they, they have accomplished to, to even, begin to be in a conversation with the likes of Michael Jordan, Will Chamberlain, Will Chamberlain, Larry Bird, uh, you know, Dr. J, Julius. I mean, these guys, uh, it's, it's just, it's comical to me. I, I think, I think the basic consensus is this is a soft league anymore. Uh, you know, guys don't, don't get beat on going to the hoop like they used to, man. Uh, you know, and, and I get part of that is because, you know, you, the health and you want to keep guys healthy, but, some of these guys, man, although, you know, great players, Kevin Durant right now isn't even in top 10 for me, man. He's not. Even what a line. 10. What a line to draw in the sand as a as an NBA player that says I'm in that conversation. Like, yeah. Yeah, there's only a handful of them. Right. Right. We can agree that there's only. Three. Maybe. maybe yeah. I was going to say yeah. maybe five, like five tops yeah. that you could even make an argument for. And anybody right. else that says, I'm in that conversation, you're like, that's, yeah, that's, pretty, bold. Thing that's times, a pretty bold statement. When, well, it's, when all the people, Michael Jordan has never once claimed that he's once. the greatest of all time. Never not, once. Not. Hasn't had to, though. But it, no, but see, that to me, that. but see, you got you got LeBron that he, he has said that he is. Um, to me, so, be, well, there's that, an argument. That humility, that humility. And that Helen is like, listen, man, I'm not going to sit here and tell everybody that I'm the greatest. Where are these players coming from? Where where does Durant get off? Yes, this league, dude. I was at I was at, at Buffalo Wild Wings yesterday, and I was watching an NBA game. And you know what floored me? It was like with like three minutes left, it was like 142 to 138. And I'm like, yeah. Jesus, does anybody play defense anymore in this league, or is no. it just like it just seemed like a highlight reel, like literally fancy pass dunk three-pointer three-pointer it, it the league is way different than it was so when you're an old school person it's really hard to compare but i don't think there's but maybe three three or four players tops that could even be in that conversation i still think jordan owns it but absolutely did you say you know, did you say jordan's humility earlier though he wasn't like a super humble guy i don't think i think he was yeah, just so good right he was just, that, he was just was so good though i think he's undeniable 
So he's I like, think, why no, the fuck would I have to tell anybody that? Everybody in the world knows it. When I say humility, he didn't say it. Yeah. He just, I, he yeah. proved it. He proved it every right, game. Yeah. And sure. how many games did he miss because he had a little bit of a sore muscle or he got elbowed in the ribs hurt today? Okay. He played. And, and in comparison, we want to talk humility. I agree that yes, because in comparison to what we're seeing and hearing in today's game, today's players, Jordan was extremely modest, extremely humble, comparatively. Okay. And and again, he didn't have to say anything. I mean, he's still to this day, most people, and I would say most people consider him to be the greatest of all time, you know. Um 103 degree temperature or whatever that was and he goes out and he scores 63 stomach flu i mean he had, he had, he had yeah. like either food poisoning or something going on with the stomach and goes yeah. out and <laughs> just lights up the other team for 53 i points, missed man. i missed work a couple weeks ago because i was sh- i because i shit my pants do you think michael jordan would <laughs> and he would shit his pants right and just keep working he well would, because he's yeah, he that the thing is, yeah. you also the thing is, you also don't have team doctors that are going to give you whatever it takes so that you don't. Right. Um, so there's that. But let me get back to Kevin Durant real quick. First off, we talk about him being a good player. He's a great player. He's elite. Absolutely. Um, you you think about the the guys that have come through the NBA. Uh, Kevin Durant is elite. Top ten. I don't know about that. Uh, I really don't. I really don't think he's top ten. I know there are people that would put him in the top ten, but I think nowadays you have to uh, qualify that to where top ten in what scoring, rebounding, right. assist. Right. Yeah, because it's become specialized. You know, it it really has. You have your scores, you have your rebounders, you have your inside outside. Actually, anymore, you don't even really have inside players because you've got seven footers that'll sit out there and are are shooting 40% from three point line. So um, you don't really don't even have that anymore, but uh, he's great. He's elite. He is. You're exactly right, Patrick. He's first team hall of famer. The problem is, is that you guys hit it right on the head when you said there's like five guys that have ever played this game that can be considered, uh, you know, the goat. And, and I think you can even take that down to maybe, three players yep that's what i would say that that people would say "Mm, yeah it could be any of them they're always gonna i think most people would say okay jordan chamberlain you know and you gotta put lebron up there you do no absolutely i hate to say it but you do yeah i don't it's not like i i give two shits about lebron james or what he does but if you got to give the man credit where credit's due. He's taken different right. teams to the NBA Finals. He's won NBA Finals with different teams, different guys surrounding him. Um, he is, he's got to be in that conversation for sure. But for Kevin Durant to say he needs to be in that conversation when he misses, how much time he misses every single year. Yep. Uh, I mean, does he have any championships? He does. He has he's two. Never, yeah, but he's never, I mean, maybe it's arguable, right, that he was maybe the best player on the two that he won. Because he was but, Warriors. But one he, of them was Warriors, right? I thought, I thought he won two of the Warriors. Or yeah, he at he least won one. He might have. But, okay, so now you got Steph Curry. Was Durant even the best That's what, on that Exactly. Team? My point was just going to be that could Durant by himself 
whether he was or wasn't the best player on those teams, he Steph Curry was one A. Well, oh, right. if, if, if he was even better, if he wasn't already even just number one, and Kevin Durant was one A, you know. No, yeah. did he but did could he, he light it up team? when he was at Brooklyn when he was with the Nets? Did he light it up? I know no. you can write that off to an organization or a coach or whatever, but the greats don't. Hall though. of Famer, yes. The what? greats don't though. I don't think the the guys that would consider like a a Jordan, LeBron, and whoever else we think might fill out three, four, Kobe? five. Kobe? Oh, right. Oh, right. But they didn't. Those guys don't make excuses that oh, organizationally, uh, that right. you know that was the issue. Right. right. LeBron they, they for the first however long in his career played with actual bums. Oh, he like, did. Played with like yes, he did in Cleveland. And yeah. And this, that, and he's never said, well, I wasted so many years of my career. And he you know? single-handedly took them to the top. They yeah. didn't win it. He had to come right. back and get now, Cleveland Could Kevin the ring, Durant but... do that? No. I, I don't think so. No, I, mean, I, I tell you what, the LeBron thing, me not liking him, was it last night or yesterday, whatever, that game against the Warriors, double overtime, LeBron had 30, 20, and 10. And the guy looks insane, and I'm not a fan, but damn, you got to respect what he does because he's that good. You know, he has to be in the conversation. Another, here's another facet of today's NBA of these stars that that drives me crazy. That this, you know, and, and there's so many other uh, other ingredients in this. But one of the things where I have a very difficult time of putting even today's great players on the same level as Michael Jordan, as a Reggie Miller, as a Kobe Bryant. You know, what's with these guys? Jokic just did it the other night. He walks over and gets these two people ejected. They were, they were sitting courtside. When did you ever see Jordan run? You know, listen, that, that, look at Spike Lee. Every time uh, Michael Jordan or Reggie Miller would come to Madison Square Garden, Spike Lee was the biggest shit talker. And you know how they countered that? They kept burying threes and, and, and balling out. And then they'd look over to Spike Lee and give him a, you know, shut your mouth. They, it just motivated them. To play better. Not once did these guys ever walk over to Spike Lee with a security guard to say, "Oh, kick them out." How many times has LeBron done that? And we're hey, listen. We're not talking that that girl, that that lady that he had kicked out. He walked over, pointed to her, and of course, as she's walking off, she's going like this, you know, ball cry baby. But she wasn't calling him names. She didn't call him anything egregious. It wasn't it wasn't any insults. She was saying, "Stop flopping, LeBron. Stop flopping." That's what you're going to get. And oh, by the way, maybe you should stop fucking flopping. Is is there any? Is there a bigger flopper in the NBA? Than and I'm sorry, when you're courtside, you, you pay I can some put mad together money. a highlight reel of LeBron James not even being touched and hitting his fucking back. Now, say the word, and I I, I can put that together well, in, what, a, in a second. Whatever happened? Whatever happened to a fan's rights when they pay exactly. when they pay the absolute crazy prices? Courtside. Don't watch these games, and now they're getting kicked out. I mean, I can see it. Listen, if you touch a player, you throw sure. shit at a player, whatever, sure. uh, you're causing shit with other fans or or right. um, fans of the the team that they're playing. Absolutely. Um, okay, out. You you got to go. Heckling used to be commonplace, but heckling yeah. from the crowd. It was man. the best. It was some of the best parts of the game. Yeah, not anymore. You can't no, do that. get in the player's head. Because well, LeBron walks the security guards over and has them fucking removed for, for saying, stop flopping, LeBron. Oh, I want that person removed. He's hurting my when feelings. When was this? I didn't see that. When was that? I didn't see that. It was, 
was last. I think it was last year. He walked security guard you. over this lady and the guy. They were sitting fucking courtside, probably five thousand dollar tickets, and and points to him. And next thing you know, the security guard is escorting him out because LeBron didn't like what she was saying. I that's mean, can not, you imagine Michael okay. Jordan pulling that shit? You imagine, you know, Patrick Ewing pulling that shit? It just blows me away. You, you sensitive snowflakes, man. So someone's talking shit to you. Shut them up by by fucking going off in the game. When you're going to really have somebody removed? Get the fuck out of here, man. Okay, let's shift gears. Let's I shift did, gears I a agree. little bit. Um, yeah. Coaching carousel. Does it seem like teams filled their vacancies fast this year? Super like, fast. It was like really, really quick. fast. Yeah, I feel like that. The, yeah. So college so and the, pro. The Commanders and the Seahawks, I think, are the only two teams without a head coach right now. And it looks like the Commanders are going to sign um, Rob Johnson. Is that his name from Philly? The offensive coordinator oh, I for Philly. Yeah, I, I, I heard think that. They already Kellen, Kellen Moore is yeah. going to Philly. But yeah. but there's an OC. But it's not just the head coaches, guys. There's a lot of coordinators. There's a lot of teams that need multiple coordinators. Miami needs an offensive coordinator and a defensive coordinator. Yeah, dude. And coordinators also are flying off the shelf right now. They are. Yep, they are. I think Miami looks looks like Miami is going to end up hiring that uh, Staley, Staley. who was the ex coach of the Chargers. Oh, he had a good tenure over there. Yeah, well, and and he's a he's a he's a good defensive, uh, and that's why they wanted kind of an offense. You're a mind. dick. That went <laughs> did he well. really? Did he that really? Well. No. no, he did okay well, when he was the DC, but head coach that was not very good. Well, well okay, that's, that's why Harbaugh stepping in. But there, there, there are coordinators like that, man. We could yeah, there's a list of coordinators that aren't good head coaches, but you put them in a yeah. in a in a coordinator role, they're fabulous, man. Well, how many how many times have we had that discussion about coordinators? You know that that move up to the head coaching position, they just can't do it. But they're they're some of the the best coordinators in the Austin game Daniels. and will be. And Staley is a he's a very good defensive coordinator. Yeah. Didn't work out well being a head coach, but he's a very good defensive coordinator. Josh McDaniels, Josh McDaniels is a fabulous <laughs> offensive coordinator, man. And yeah. and he's had two stints as head coaches, and he's fucking. Epic got canned in the second year every time. Every time, man. Um, you know what's weird to me? That, that Belichick isn't anywhere. Yeah. He said he wanted to coach, and I'm kind of surprised that somebody <laughs> didn't give him whatever he wanted to come coach I team. Mean, I thought he'd go to Arizona. I thought that he was – I thought either Arizona or there was another team that Arizona. I thought they were uh, – did he even get an interview? Did he even sit down with the team? Arizona didn't. Arizona. Atlanta was. Atlanta, Atlanta was. It was Atlanta. 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 It wasn't Arizona. It was Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah, they went. I can't remember who they hired. They but went Raheem. They went Raheem Morris. That's right. That's okay. right. And who again? again coordinator. Really good coordinator. Really good yeah. coordinator. Yeah. Yeah. See how so you do it with the head did coach. Did he even get an interview? Does anybody know? Did he? Did Did Belichick? He interviewed with Atlanta him? twice. He had he did? two separate. The they, and they, they said he wanted too much. <laughs> they oh. were like, mm, I okay, don't so There's a lot Atlanta, of demands there, probably. But Atlanta is another one of those teams that Arthur Blank is a very hands on owner. Right. Yeah. And, I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that that was probably an issue with Belichick. Like I said, when he says he wanted too much, it was probably he wanted too much control. Well, yeah, I okay, wonder so if he's maybe. I wonder if he's maybe looking he wanted, for like some a part of the team too, like 
some ownership to go well, with it. I think he wanted to be VP of operations. I think he, you know, I think he wanted, just like Jim said, I think he wanted, you know, to be the guy that's in, in charge of player personnel. He wanted to run the draft. He wanted to st- decide who, who they sign. And he, like, he's, he, wanted- he has every right though, is the other thing. If a team says no, that like, that's not how yeah. we're going to do it. Bill Belichick has every right to go, no. Okay. I'm then I'll just fucking retire. Right, right. Like it, right. like no conditions. Out. Conditions need to be ideal. I would say, like Belichick's not doesn't want to go coach the Commanders, right? Or Atlanta, no, no. probably no. even for that matter. You no. know, I'm sure he's like waiting till Mike Tomlin gets shit canned. And how about this? How about next year? Every NFL team knowing that Belichick's out there. How hot are seats? How are seats already hot now? Oh, big guys time. that didn't guys that didn't get fired. Teams are gonna go. I will yeah. fucking shit. Yeah. I'll shit can whoever is the head coach, right. Mister Belichick. If you come, come sit down. Team. That's yeah, very possible. Down. At least let's make an offer. Let's offer you something. You know, and is anybody is anybody else uh, writing writing the Chargers into the AFC Championship next year? Does anybody no, think that's no. a possibility? No, I don't no? think so. Mm-hmm. I think they'll be fine. I think they'll make the playoffs. I think they'll I think make they'll the playoffs. Be I think they'll be a lot better. Playoffs? But, but, I mean, you can't expect. This isn't college. And it took him It took him six years even to pull Michigan out from, you know, to, to I, get I, that I where like they were Chargers, at. Because he was there. Chargers is a talented team, though, are they not? I mean, I feel there, like Chargers yeah. got some talent. They can't be that fucking talented. I know. And everybody on paper, it looks good. Yeah. But they can't be that that talented. I mean, I think I think him work. I think if if uh, Harbaugh is good with really good with quarterbacks, this is why I thought Belichick would end up in with the Chargers with Justin Herbert. I mean, the way he is with quarterbacks is why I thought that would be the fit. And now it's Harbaugh, but Harbaugh was successful as fuck with San Francisco, man. Yeah, he, he was. He's gonna. I think they'll definitely be in the playoffs, for sure. I think. I, I think you're gonna that... see a. I think you're gonna see a big year from Justin Herbert. I really do. I oh, think he's. Gonna... I hope they. St- I hope they start challenging the Chiefs, a little but bit to know? like maybe win that division. Maybe somebody else wins that right. division. Is that yeah. is that uh, is it Keenan Allen and Mike Williams both? Yeah. Up, uh, free agents this year. I think just Keenan Allen. I think they extended yeah, Mike yeah. Williams. Yeah, um, they might. I think I they think... signed Mike Williams a two year contract. If I remember right, yeah, yeah, but so Keenan Allen, which is that's huge. Talk oh. about the most underrated receiver in the NFL, man. Yeah, he's he's really good. He's really really good. Consistent, if nothing yeah. else, dude yeah, is he's, consistent he's when he's healthy. His, he's gonna go out and get his 110 yards a game, a touchdown or two. There's gonna be games where he's gonna catch 170. I mean, he's 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 top five in the NFL. I would say top five receiver. So, so what do you guys think about this though? The like Philly, so Vic Fangio, they brought him in as defensive yep, yep. coordinator, and Kellen Moore. Are they just filling these slots with names? Because Maybe. I'm like, I'm like, okay, Vic Fangio came from Miami, right? Wasn't he just in right, Miami? Yeah, yeah. Miami he only did defense. one year. You know, I mean, it's not that's not a, a Fangio typical Fangio defense. They were okay. Yeah. But 
And, well, and, and it, Kellen Moore, who got let go by the Cowboys, and the Cowboys became way better on offense without him, goes to San Diego, or sorry, Los Angeles, the Chargers, as the OC. And I didn't see a whole lot of improvement when you've got a franchise quarterback and some studs like Eckler and, and Keenan Allen. Um, you know, I understand they had some injury issues. but um, and, and I didn't see that. And then all of a sudden, Philly decides that, yeah, that's the route to go is to bring these two guys in that quite frankly, last year, I'm looking at these two guys and I'm going really to improve on a, well, on a team that was in the Super Bowl the year before. Well, you know what I wonder, especially with guys like Fangio and Kellamore guys that, you know, household names. What I wonder is, okay. Is, is great as they are and as great as they've been with several different franchises. I just wonder do they still need a couple of years to input for guys to, to work the system for guys to, to learn their, the, you know, their, their schemes, it, you know, Fangio in, in the case with Miami, I don't know if you guys heard this, I'm sure uh, Lee did, but the players didn't like him. Like, like not fact. only did they not like Fangio, but they actually went to Chris Greer, the GM of the dolphins. They went to McDaniel head coach of the dolphins and, and several, like, not just two or three, you can deal with that. Like, more than half the locker room of the defensive locker room went to management and said, I can't play for this guy. I don't like him. You know, so you can't fire all your players. And, and it was a mutual split. They both decided, you know, it's better if I move on, whatever. Um, but in the case with and Miami. And they spun it. They, they spun it that he wanted to get closer to family and – Dude, well, it I, was already written he was going to Philly. Come on, man. And I'm – you know what? The fact I that just Philly wonder, got rid of the OC and DC, I thought the yeah. head coach would go. I just wonder if these guys need a couple years to really implement their schemes. Is that overrated or is that really something that, you know – We're, in, we're a win-now league, man. You got to win now. You know what sucks? You know what sucks is, like, when your team is good – the coordinator, like the Dolphins have had good teams. Steelers have obviously have had good teams. The Ravens have been pretty good. Like your offensive and defensive coordinator, even even guys like special team coaches that are like, we'll go take an offensive coordinator job with a different team. Yeah. Does it sucks? It, like you have to have such good management from the top to keep replacing and yeah. to sustainably be good. When yeah. you know, oh, like, yeah, your OC's gone. Like he's got, he's gonna go take a head coach job somewhere. You know, your running backs coach is gonna go take an offensive coordinator job somewhere. You know, it's it's tough. I that's a nature. I think, of coaching, but that's some man. of the parody, right? That's some of like them trying to make like so much parody in the NFL, right? That like it should be balanced because this player or this coach now goes to a team that needs them. Like, you would think some of these bottom feeder teams, how do they keep sucking so bad? Well, I'll tell but you. See, that's why I was gonna the go Tomlins, Tomlins and Belichick. Sorry, Jimmy. That's all right. Same. They're, they're the ones that, that – it's an anomaly for a coach to be there for 10 years with any team. Anymore. Yeah, it, it, it's because everything moves fast. Sorry, go ahead, Jimmy. I didn't mean to interrupt you, buddy. No, so I was going to go there with Carolina before I do uh, – 
the mountains are blue boys actually oh, have nice. a little bit of ice floating mine in mine too actually i sticking with coors light today i got a lot Perfect. of football to watch man <laughs> yeah a lot of football so that's a yeah take it a little bit easy this morning hey but no now i'm looking at carolina and glad you guys brought that up about about hirings and stuff like that so carolina has been before these last few years, Carolina has been a pretty good, especially hey, good expansion years. expansion uh, program. They've been a pretty good franchise. Yeah, you know, agreed. Um, they've been in the playoffs, and and as a just a, a franchise hasn't been around very long. Um, they've done pretty well, kind of. These last couple of years, obviously, they've really fell off. Um, but then they hired this guy today. Or, or I think they hired him yesterday or the day before. And have you guys ever heard of Dave Canales or Canales? Nope. nope. Okay, so I went through, and if you go on NFL.com and you go to Coach GM Tracker, Coordinator Trackers, it'll tell you all the track. It'll go through it, and it's shit. It's a good probably half hour, 45 minutes of reading, right? Uh, who's been hired? Who's still out there? Who needs to hire? And this guy was on nobody's list of anything of, of coordinators, of coaches to be interviewed. And and I'm like, so where does he come from that that Carolina says, yeah, this is our best candidate? I was like, who is this? Wow. I, I wow. watch some yeah. football and listen, well, I don't know everything. I'm not Sal Palantonio or Adam Schefter, but you know the hot names. Not once that I heard this guy's name. Then when I go down to Tracker, not once do I see it, except for Carolina <laughs> hires Dave Canales, and I'm going, <laughs> okay. you're like, oh, shit. You know, I'd never I, heard I've of said, him before. I've said it before, and, and I and I continue to believe it now, especially with all the movement, all the, the coaching carousel, um, all the coaches going to so many different teams, guys we haven't heard of like that. But I, I believed it. I, I've thought this for a long time, and I continue to really believe this now, is that w- when a head coach gets a job, I really believe the most important part of being a successful head coach in the NFL is having quality coordinators. I really believe that Josh McDaniels got fired because he can't pick fucking coordinators, man. Like, well, he, you know, it, it's it, it just takes so much stress off the head coach and – you know, when, when a head coach can just do what he does, okay, the overall performance of the team or whatever, but when you've got quality coordinators, man, that's just less you have to worry about, you know, getting your unit to run like a fine machine. And when you have shitty coordinators, it all comes down on a head coach, man. Well, it's it's like anything, though, and I think all you guys can, can relate because we've all in one time or another worked in uh, crew-type situations you know, stuff like that. It, it, man, it, it's, it's who you surround yourself with. And that's as much as in life, you surround yourself with tweakers. Eventually you're going to become a tweaker, right? Sure. You that's a good analogy. That went straight for the throat. You could have picked, you could have fucking picked anything, anything. In, the, anything. in the world. Anything. You could have hey, picked I mean, anything else in well, however many years you've been on this earth. That was, you could have that picked was, anything else in the world. And I, you, and Jimmy you goes right to tweakers. <laughs> so here's so the here, so you, what you're was, saying is, is if you hang with tweakers, you're inevitably going to become a tweaker. Is that? You could have said anything. 
You could have said anything. So. But but the thing is, I went, went, I went with the glass. Half, I went with the glass half empty instead of the glass half full. Way more empty Clearly. than half. Way more Clearly. empty than half. That's yeah. not half yeah. empty. Hey, one thing that's, that you were talking about with fucking the... barely a drop in the cup. There's not that. That was an empty cup. You went <laughs> anyway. That's how that. That's how that all works. You surround yourself with good people. Um, and and I'm assuming. I mean, none of us know how how the coaching game, how the coaching staff works, uh, in in real competitive type of football. But I'm 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 assuming you've got a couple guys that keep you in check that aren't like aren't as like minded. But then you've got guys that are like minded. You know, you're after the same thing. But I do believe you still need them couple guys that that are good with the players they're good with the coaches but they may have a different a kind of a different outlook on things i don't think you can surround yourself with with the perfect mix of or the perfect everybody being like you because if you suck you're all gonna suck right well some coaches go directly for the yes man though like well, my, my my you know special teams coach and my line coach, O-line coach. But see that, when you're talking about OC and, and DC being, you know, the most important for a head coach, I agree. But it's across the board, man, offensive line coach. Look at all the issues with our team with the offensive line. Give me a good O-line coach, D-line, running backs coach. I mean, there's so many coaches, but they just can't all be yes men. because then I'm going to tell you right now in the NFL, one of the most important positions, maybe even as important as the offensive coordinator, is the quarterback's coach. No, I don't, I don't it's disagree. It's a quarterback. It's a quarterback league, man. You, Is it safe to say that the quarterback coach can't be a tweaker? I, I'm, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I feel like that's you. So you can, like you guys, can sit there and you can say that uh, a quarterbacks coach in the NFL probably didn't surround himself with tweakers. I would think so. I, I would, I would think, think that's that, a safe. Yeah. Okay. I don't mean to put words in your mouth, but I'm just at. <laughs> now we're doing math. Now we're doing simple math. Did you, you say know, math? There, was, or math? there was a joke. Math. There was a joke. I said math ago. with an A. I didn't I hear. I must Jim. have misheard you. Yeah, I no, wrong, misheard you. wrong one of us. Okay. Wrong one of us. <laughs> you know, back when back when Michael Irvin and and that that monster of a Dallas Cowboys team uh was in mid mid nineties. Is that when those guys were? Yes. Yeah. Uh, there was a joke, and and don't shoot the messenger, all you Cowboys fans. I'm just I'm just reporting that you know i'm just bringing this joke to you but there was a joke that said you know how to get the how do you get the cowboys to win on, on, a, on a weekly basis and the joke was we'll make that football out of cocaine that's a ball they'll never drop now i don't know what was going on on that cowboys team turn to make See, that joke also went to the 1986 new york mets the same kind exactly. of thing it was a yeah. bit right there the ball they'll never drop man listen I feel like uh, maybe not meth, but there might have been some lines going on in that Dallas Cowboy locker room. So I mean, oh, yeah, that's Lord. That was they probably- had different. They had different offensive and defensive uh, line coordinators. Oh yeah, yeah, I believe <laughs> yeah. that's a whole yeah. whole different. Uh, that's a whole different job. line coordinator. Yeah, yeah, that was a whole yeah. different job back then. Yeah. So, uh, so <laughs> could I, I guys? That I, I want to get away from that because that got crazy <laughs> enough. Real quick, and and that's my bad. Um, but anyway, now I want to talk about something too a little bit, if you guys don't mind. And uh, why isn't Embiid? Why won't he play in Denver? Hmm. Joel Embiid. 
Joel Embiid hasn't – I. we went to a game last year specifically to watch that MVP potential matchup yeah. and stuff. Dream. And again, last year he didn't play. Then last night he didn't play after two nights ago going for 35 and 13 or – or whatever did now all of a sudden he develops a knee injury when he comes to Denver. Um, it, I, I don't want to think that it's because of the comparisons, the, the MVP comparisons are going to be made right in front of God and everybody right there. Yeah. Well, I there. hope, I hope it's, it's not just that. Yeah. I hope no, it's, I, it's I, uh, like, I hope it's something real, something, a real reason, you know, when we were talking earlier, I hope it's, there's a legitimate reason because he, you throw the cocktails and curveballs optics on it. It looks terrible. It looks like he's scared to play Jokic at home. It is what it but, looks like. So, so you know, and it's it's something that I'm sure NBA fans are talking about, and they're going to draw their own conclusions. They've um, been talking about it. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. So, I, I just wonder, you know, um, has anybody? you would think that he would have to start answering some questions. I mean, what, and someone's going to, a reporter's going to stick a microphone in his face and say, you know, you, you you continue to miss games in Denver. Is it, is it just bad luck? I mean, I, I, I would like to see how he answers that. And I can't believe he hasn't been asked about it yet. He, um, I still choose to believe that I, I'm hoping because Embiid's a stud, man. The, uh, the guy is he, such a baller. Was, I, yeah. And but that's that's what you want to see. You want to see those two go head to head, especially Jimmy living there in that area and and home team. But I hope it's not just something petty. I I mean I, I'm going to give the guy the benefit of the doubt, Embiid, because it would suck if he's just being a petty bitch and doesn't want to play Joker in 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 Denver. You know. You know the thing is, is that their games are so different. Um, I I honestly believe their games are so different that I don't. It's hard for me to believe that it's a it's a matchup thing, you know. Um, it, it's just different. I don't know, even know how much they would be guarding one another, you know, they, where they would actually be playing D on the other one. I I don't know how much that would happen because the the way Jokic's game is and and Embiid is predominantly inside. Jokic could be outside, inside. You know, I I don't know, but. You know, um, I'm going to mention, so there are some conditions um, with with oxygen deprivation. And I'm well, wondering hi, if baby. that's just not, if that's just not coming out as, as maybe part of it. Um, the, I mean, some, some health issues um, from oxygen deprivation, deprivation. And I know that because of, of football, there are some players that haven't been able to play uh, in Denver back when it was mile high and, and now the new stadium, but uh, there were some, some visiting teams that, that some of their players couldn't play in Denver because of these. Um, but that was legit medical reasons, which, you know, right. you've and got that's to what I'm saying. I'm just, I'm just wondering why, if that was the case, why they wouldn't just come out and say it. Why all of a sudden does he have a, a knee injury when he just played two nights ago? Yeah, it's it it been on the injury report. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I, I hope I hope it's legit. I really do. Go ahead, Patrick. Did 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 somebody did anybody else see and 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 I might not, I'm sure I'm gonna skew these stats, but it's something along the lines of like in the last 
I want to say 30 or 40 years, there's been six 60-point games performances, like the last 30, 40 years. And this year, there's already been four 60-point games just in this season. Does that much to do about nothing? Is that just coincidence of guys going off? Or I mean, think about that. 40 years, there's been like six 60-point games, and this season there's four already. I, I mean, it's – Well, that there in the last 40 years, there's only been six 60-point games? I think it's that like thirty. Seem, that doesn't seem right. If that if that's true, that can't be right. Somebody fact check that because I would can't say be in the right. last in the last ten years that's probably in the last five years that's probably true. I, I would I, I, think I, I, sixty point games aren't yeah. all that uncommon. Well, well not, okay, not nowadays. So if you think forward, about the last thirty, think about the last thirty years. You're talking about nineteen nine since nineteen ninety four. Correct. That's a Jordan era right there, and Jordan so, was d- dropping I mean, since nineteen ninety four. I um, I mean, I guess my point is, is that back when they used to play defense, I can see why how there weren't a lot of them. I mean, I remember the Cody eighty the Kobe eighty point game, right? Um, yeah, you know, and and there are numerous fifty point games. But a 60-point game and and stuff, uh, but we talked about it. We hit on it here earlier today in that there's no hint of defense, it seems like. No. Anymore. It's like a highlight reel. It's yeah. like it's like literally every game is a highlight reel, and they're just running and gunning, and, but well, nobody's it, really trying to stop anybody. Do you guys remember when, when uh, the Houston Rockets, Akeem Olajuwon, they would go to the uh, – they were in the finals against – I don't know. Maybe it was Detroit. Maybe it was Indiana. It's one. You know, I, I don't think it was the Bulls um, because Houston actually won uh, two. Uh, I think two finals. They won two championships with the Kemalajo. I believe it was. Yeah, but their scores, they won. They won the two when Jordan wasn't there. Right. So and he was but out. The scores, the scores of the finals. Do you guys remember? It was like ninety-one to eighty-three. Yep. 91 to 85. I mean, like it, now you got what would you say, Lee, the other night? 141 like a, to 143. I was in beat ups, and listen, I'm not saying this is a million percent, but I remember it was like 142 to like 136 with three minutes left. And I mean, the I'm like, how the well, who's playing defense? Nobody, nobody, you know. And you were afraid back in the back in the day, and, and when I say back in the day, it really wasn't that long ago. For us, you know, I mean, there's a lot of NBA fans out there that weren't even born, didn't get to watch Jordan play, you know, play, Uh, didn't get to watch some of these guys where, dude, you didn't come, you didn't just decide you were going to drive the lane without being checked. Oh, man. They used to be the clothesline by Kurt Rambis. Now it just seems like they drive around them and, and easy layups, easy dunks. Uh, yeah. This morning on ESPN, they had they were showing you know how on Sundays they have best whatever from the weekend, and they had best poster from the weekend, right? Yeah. And this guy dunks over a guy, and the guy that he dunked over literally didn't even jump up or play defense. He just stood there and watched him. And I'm it like, makes how, you wonder how was that poster when the guy didn't even play defense? He just happened to be standing there. Where the guy done. You know what though? Evidently something's working because isn't Adam Silver like signing a brand new, like long-term extension? Yeah, he did. 
to be the commissioner. It's like, so obviously the NBA is happy and the money's rolling, you know, so it's going to be okay. Did you guys see? Now, I got this is real quick, and then I got I really want to get to the NFL, but this is stupid because I saw this this little blurb Vince McMahon, right? So, WWE, whatever. Is Vinnie Mac like like a weirder version of Jeffrey Epstein? He's got another lawsuit. He just stepped, he just stepped off the board. You know, they got bought by UFC and that group, but he legitimately, there's some gal that has accused him and she wants to be public. She wants her name out there. And I'm sorry, fans, I don't have the name, but I started reading this and she's like, oh no, he used her for inappropriate favors for jobs and then offered her to wrestlers and i'm like whoa what the hell is going on man and and all of a sudden so he not only has sold the wwe (laughs) in the last five years now he just had to resign from the board i don't know if you guys saw that because i'm i'm an old school wrestling fan and i saw that and i'm like what the hell is Mr. McMahon doing? Hey, anyway, so, I didn't mean to. So, no, it's crazy as that all sounds. What's even crazier is that Netflix just bought Monday Night Raw for the next 10 years that. for $5 billion. It's going to be on Netflix. WWE, Monday Night Raw, now on Netflix. Starting wow. next year. Oh, I heard year that, deal, and that five sucks. Five Bs, baby. Five Bs. The billion dollars. I mean, it's a huge industry. Vince McMahon, I mean, dude, right though, like, and Vince McMahon just got kicked off for doing other bad shit. To oh yeah, exactly. In that's the last like year, right? Like it. in the last year or two yep. years. But there's a lot but though. It's crazy if he's get... still not getting some of that money. But are you Listen. surprised though with Vince McMahon? I mean, is but as old no, school? we all have been dude. WWE fan, WWF fans forever. Does any there's... of that surprise you? Look at There's any documentary leg. ever now about any yep. of these guys and their lives and shit. Does that surprise you? Oh, hell no. Not but even a little. Like, not even a little. His name, buying yeah, the company but, from his daddy, his name is is completely tarnished right now. I mean, all of the stuff that's coming out. I don't think he cares. It has to be. Oh, I don't think well, he gives a fuck either. I, I don't know. think I he think, gives a fuck. I mean, I even think he doesn't want to go to jail. Even as sure, crazy right, as, yeah. even as crazy as as you know these wrestlers and 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 their lives are and and you know Ty, you say that well you know nobody should be surprised and to an extent I agree with that except if you've taken the time to look through these transcripts and see what multiple women or multiple wrestlers are accusing Vince McMahon of you can't help but to be just a little bit like damn like that's how this guy is living man i mean it's there's a it's like lot. you surround you surround yourself with people like that though i mean whoever no, Vince tweakers, McMahon's, not, not uh, I, I didn't say they were yeah not tweakers but you, <laughs> you surround yourself with people like that and that's what you become i mean i mean I think, it's a lot he's cooked everybody, I, wonder, now, he's wait, I wonder if vinnie mac i wonder if vinnie mac's name was on that list released from epstein's island it's it can very well be a possibility that shouldn't, shock you. that shouldn't shock you if he was i i would think that those people on that list look at vince mcmahon and were like fuck no this guy can't come with us Talk about a loose cannon, dude. Talk about a fucking loose cannon. So like, but think about think about it on a think about it on a big scale. So you've got the Rock, you've got Stone Cold, 
Um, you know, Jesse, Jesse Ventura ended up where he's at. But as far as think about these guys that maybe they were the intercontinental seven time intercontinental champion that you'll go, Oh yeah, I remember him, but he's not a name. He's not in movies. None of that. Right. Shit, right? Where are they now? I have no idea. Dude, they're, <laughs> Until they're you on, find some on random pain documentary. They're on pain management shit. Oh. They're down. They're they're trying to live. I just hope that the one decent thing that a guy like Vince McMahon can do is I hope something is set aside for for the not Dwayne Johnsons and the not Stone Colds and right. not Dave Batistas and John Cena's. Um, the guys that that actually got the shit kicked out of them night after night after night and maybe won an intercontinental champion or a whatever. And, and uh, you know, we're, we're still there, still did their job. I just hope there's something set aside for them because I, I do know what you're talking about, Patrick. And Bret Hart has come out and been really, I mean, he is, he has been real detrimental to life as, as a wrestler in general and the WWE WWF, whatever, you know, when it was that. So I just hope, hope that, uh, you know, you know, I saw a decent bone in Vince McMahon's body and that guys like that are somehow being taken care of. You'd hope so. You know, I saw on that, on that note, I saw, um, a show, I think it was last week. Um, I can't even remember what show he's on or is an advertisement or something, but I seen, seen triple H another big name, right? Everybody knows triple H Hunter Hearst Helmsley. He looks like he's about 160 pounds right now. I, I mean, clearly, no listen, shit. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna he say Ste- him that. and Stephanie McMahon are married. Yeah, Triple H right. is deep into the fucking. The I'm game not, I'm her. not saying, I'm not gonna. Who wears the pants say, in that household? <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not Stephanie. gonna come here and say that Triple H was on steroids, but I feel like almost all those guys are because oh, he looks yeah, like dude. He looks like he's 160 he's a rail right now it's like and he was huge man hunter Helmsley was a really big dude and now he looks like he's 160 soaking wet it's like huh well but vince got busted in the 80s and the 90s for for steroids within his players look he was at the getting dude. steroids look at the guy i mean and he's he, he did you no know he's on him. he did steroids Oh, yeah. You know he's, he's still on him. On him. He's still on him. He's still big. He's like eighty years old, and he's like pretty muscular. Well, yeah, look absolutely. at okay, look at the Rock. Does anybody think the Rock's not on steroids right now, dude? He is. He is comically huge. Comically huge. It's like, dude, there's no way you're not taking steroids. Get the yeah, to the gills, dude. Juice to the gills. Oh, he's got geez. something helping him out. Hey guys, we got football coming too. So we got this is today's the championship games, boys. Yes, sir. Anyone see a chance? Anyone see a chance that the Lions can beat the Niners? Yeah, I it would make me happy. I, I, so. I mean, I'm hoping. Um, I think the Ravens are gonna are gonna walk away with it, but I I do. I would love nothing more than the Lions to fucking just roll through. Can't do I it, guys. See. I'm sorry. I feel for the Lions. I'm I'm happy for them. Uh, all that Dan Campbell, you've heard me talk about, you know, what I think about Dan Campbell and, and what a great guy coach, everything he is. Um, but I just can't do it because I honestly think that the chiefs are in for an ass whipping today. I just think that Baltimore team is so good. Mark Andrews is coming back. Uh, that Baltimore team is so good on both sides of the ball and at all levels. Um, 
So I, I honestly think that Baltimore is going to win. With that being said, Baltimore and Detroit, man, I, I got to see a better. I want to see a rematch. And, yes, I understand the Ravens already took it to uh, San Fran earlier this year. But I, I want to see a rematch in the Super Bowl of the two best teams, arguably, and I don't think you even think it's that arguably, right. the two best, teams two best teams in the NFL playing in the Super Bowl. I'm happy for Detroit. I, I really am. But it's either – I just don't want to see them in a Super Bowl against a team like the Baltimore Ravens. Um, that are that they're just not going to be able to do anything against, and they're not going to be able to stop. I'm just the being a petty also bitch because I would love on... to see the Lions win. Yeah, <laughs> go me ahead. Too. Me, no, me too. I say the Ravens <laughs> beat the Lions by forty earlier this year. I this believe me, I'm not. I'm not a fair weather fan of the Ravens by any means. I love, though, like the national attention on them right now is so high. I, it's, oh, yeah. Of course, so, right? Like, of course, I'm going to – I I don't want to be the one to initiate the, oh, yeah, the Ravens conversation because everybody knows I'm a Ravens fan. But holy fuck, man. Is Kyle well, Hamilton the steal of the century? Yeah. and Very and easily could be. They got him a, at 14? From being a Steelers fan – um, you know, but first and foremost, I'm a football fan and, uh, the, listen, man, you gotta get, gotta give it to the Ravens. Uh, I'm not, yeah, there's, there's twice out of the year that I fucking hate them. God, I hate them nasty, dirty birds. It just, there's, <laughs> there's 18 weeks of the season. I hate the Steelers. So, yeah, but, uh, but they are an AFC North team, which goes to the strength of that, that division in general. And, uh, you know, three teams were in the, the playoffs from that division. But it's just, if you watch them, you, they're, it's undeniable how good they are, how physical they are. Um, Patrick Mahomes is in, he's, he's in for the, because um, they had, they didn't play this year, right? Well, no. season? not this year. Yeah. No, not head to head. No. I hope they're, I hope they're watching. watching. You know, and Ty, you talk about the steel of the century. How can you, I mean, and, and I'm saying that's a, you know, you can make an argument for, for sure. him going at 14, but how do you not, how does anybody not say that Lamar Jackson isn't the steal of all time? Where did he yeah. fucking go? Yeah. Where well, did he go? No way. The steal of all time is still Tom Brady guys. Okay. Well, he has six well, rounds. Well, yes. Yes, yes. Six okay. rounds. Oh, yeah. right. Lamar Jackson's right there. Montana, too, man. Joe Montana didn't go to, what, the third round or some shit? I, I mean, the Raven, the Ravens traded back into the first round at the 32nd pick of the first round to pick Lamar Jackson. And you know what? I, we, I, we, we touched on it a little bit last week and stuff, but, like, he said, I'm going to bring a Super Bowl to Baltimore. That's... That's what he said when they drafted him. When he was like, well, then put he his better. cap on. I <laughs> he's gonna be a two-time MVP. He's twenty-six. Yeah, he's young. Yeah, yeah. just turned twenty-six. I think. Yeah, something like that. Like two MVPs before you're thirty. Hell, what the hell are you drinking? Such an elite. What's that? 
What the hell are you drinking? Me? Some fruity cocktail? No, I, just saw, is, uh, I just saw you tip something. This is apricot hefeweizen. Did I say it right? <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. So, uh, but I think, I think, uh, and the more, and especially with quarterbacks playing into their mid thirties, I mean, Tom Brady played into his forties. So a kid like Lamar Jackson, who's 26, there's no reason to think that he doesn't have 10 more years in the NFL. I mean, easy, easy. So, and especially the way he's playing right now, he's not just strictly a, I mean, he's dual threat. He'll always be dual threat. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, he's, he's he's slinging it, man. He's throwing the ball. How many Down times, it, how many times have you seen him get hit hard? You're like, yeah. and, you that's, and that's like, coming from that's coming from one of his biggest doubters. So that that's I I always I've been up until this year and actually watching him, not just dismissing him because he's so good at running. You know, I mean, he's a yeah. cheat coach. He really is what he what yeah, he takes out from nightmare. He's a nightmare to a defensive coordinator, man. Like right. I said, after you know, really I just... watching him this year and where's the the passes that he's fitting into spots and and using some touch and stuff like that. Um, I, I, listen, man, I, from being one of his biggest doubters, uh, I, I am one of them guys that now just want to see what he does next. All right, Steelers fan, that's a lot of crow to eat there, buddy. Yeah, no, I, know. <laughs> I know, but like I said. Like I said, football, I'm a football fan first. Football fan first, yeah, yeah, for sure, absolutely. That'll be good. What's, I think. Uh, I think the Ravens get one this year. How about some curtain calls, huh? Hey, I got wrap really? this thing up. You mind if I go sure. first? No, go for so it. We had the Hall of Fame inductees, right? Guys that yep. made it for Major League Baseball 2024 class: Joe Mauer, Todd Helton. And maybe one of my favorite baseball players of all time, Adrian Beltre. Uh, oh, they yeah. all got in as players. If I'm not mistaken, Jim Leyland got in as a coach, which is a whole nother. We could do a whole guys. We could do a whole show on Jim Leyland. Jim Leyland. Oh, yeah. He's a, he was, he was yeah, a lot phenomenal. Watch as a manager, no bullshit yeah. kind of a guy. Um, but Adrian Beltre, man, talk about a guy that, you know, like there's going to be few a few of these guys that we're going to remember as not just how well they played the game, uh, their longevity, things like that, but what they brought to the game. And and it, Adrian Beltre is one of them guys. Yeah. Oh he yeah. Was a jokester, uh, big always clowning, always clowning. Just happy to be out there. He was a he was a grown ass man playing a kid's game, and that's how he took it. Yeah. Right? Uh, Miggy Cabrera is another one. Uh, and, and, of course, Junior, uh, Ken Griffey. Uh, some some guys that we're going to remember for that big, infectious smile, Adrian Beltre was one of them. But Joe Maurer, Todd Helton, Curtin Call, cheers, boys. Congratulations. Cheers. I'll cheers that all day long. I, uh... I got one super quick. I got one super quick one. I want to turn up to you because this is nothing special, but – I told you guys I was watching NBA at, at, at Buffalo Wild Wings. Dude, I'm going to tell you right now, my curtain call goes to Buffalo Wild Wings, and, and everybody's got one nearby. They just, like, they keep doing everything right. Like, the, the food's always on point, the service, their beer selection. And I'm just like, I had the best time, and I spent about three and a half hours at B-Dubs yesterday. 
just continually eating appetizers, burgers, some wings, and beer after beer after beer. And hats off to him, man. So go support a local Buffalo yeah. Wild Wings, man, because they're, yeah, they're bomb. I can get behind that. I got I got very tuned up at a Buffalo Wild Wings last Friday, <laughs> and it was awesome. It was a it was a, it was a great time. It's a good time, right? Yeah, yeah that's it. Awesome. So that's that's my curtain call to B Dubs Buffalo Wild Wings. I um uh, I am going to my curtain call goes off goes out to uh, my basketball team since we've got on the NBA. Um, I'm going to talk about my OKC Thunder man. Here's the ages of that starting lineup. You got a 25 year old who just made his uh, second consecutive first team All NBA, um, first team All NBA tw- two years in a row now. He's 25. The other four starters, 22, 22, 21, 21. And they've got the best record in the Western Conference right now. I'll tell you something. That with and, – and, and, and then you throw in the fact that uh, uh, Sam Presti is staring at uh, eight first-round picks over the next four years. Somebody – you guys better go get your OKC jerseys, man, because they're coming. Best, best record <laughs> in the West right now. They're looking good. So hats off, man. No, they're, they're going to be good for sure. Game winning streak, and that Chet Holmgren. I'm going to keep saying it. That seven foot a point, a seven foot two, uh, a white boy, rookie of the year, man. A dude has just completely changed the complexion of that entire team. So good, well done, guys. Oh, no, that's cheers to that. No, I, I'm scared because of the draft capital they have. They 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 are going to be deeper than shit and really oh, hard to beat. God. So I'll give yes, a cheers sir. to that. Yep. What about you, T. Yeah, man, mine goes out. Uh, we talked about it earlier about offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, the whole thing about losing guys that have made your team better. And mine goes out to Mike McDonald, who is the Ravens defensive coordinator. He was a defensive assistant coach with them for a long time, went and was Jim Harbaugh's defensive coordinator at Michigan. Went back to the Ravens for the last two years, and the Seahawks said they're just going to wait. No matter what happens, like, they're just waiting to go get him. Um, Good luck Dude, to him, man. Dude, good luck to him. He has built something defense. special. He's an awesome defensive coordinator, like we talked about, you know, how it goes in the NFL for him. Um, just good luck to him because he's yeah. made a huge difference in, in Baltimore in the two years he's been there. Yeah, good. Coach. And hopefully he can. Hopefully he can leave with a with a Super Bowl ring. I'll throw that. That'd out be there. great. Yeah, that'd be great that for be. everybody involved. Yeah. Hell yes. All right, Hell guys. Yes. Till next week, huh? Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.